The High Museum of Art in Atlanta presents a new exhibition of rare prints, color charts, and drawings from Brooklyn-based artist Cause. Visit Cause Prints at the High through March 27th. Get tickets at high.org today. Now at the High Museum of Art in Atlanta, visit Disrupting Design, Modern Posters, 1900 to 1940 through April 24th, 2022. The exhibition surveys the origins of modern poster design from the collection of Merrill C. Berman, who focused on 20th century radical art. Get tickets today at high.org. You're listening to First Draft on CL Radio, all about the art of brewing in Atlanta. Welcome to First Draft. I'm your host, Jill Melanson. Melvin Adams Jr. and William DeVille met as students at Western Kentucky University and became Fish Scales and Skinny DeVille, respectively, and released their first album as Nappy Roots back in 1998. They had their first major label release in 2002, and they're still making music today. But what you may not know is that now they're also making beer. Scales, who's from Georgia, and Skinny, who's from Kentucky, are the co-owners and head brewers for Atlantucky Brewing, which is about to open in the historic Castleberry Hill neighborhood. Scales and Skinny, welcome to First Draft. Thank you for having us. Uh, you guys have probably, I can imagine, over the years have done a ton of interviews. It, is it weird now to just be talking about beer during an interview, or is it kind of a nice break from having to talk about music all the time? Oh, we love it. We absolutely love it. Um, as artists, you always look for a new challenge. So um, after doing music for so many years, hell, decades, really, it's good to have something else that we can introduce to, to the world, you know, and something that we're just as passionate as we was back in the mid-'90s starting Nappy Roots. We're just as passionate about Atlantucky. Yeah. Um, so it's refreshing, I should say. Yeah, I can imagine because you, you got, you know, I'm sure that over the years, you know, you've been asked the same questions over and over and over again. Now you're getting some new questions, some new things to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> How did you guys first discover and become interested in craft beer? I mean, beyond, you know, just the typical Budweiser sort of beers. When did you first discover there was a whole other world of beer out there? Uh, this is scales. I, I've been into craft beer for a while now. Uh, just it's something about just finding a beer that, uh, or walking into a room with a beer that nobody else has. Yeah. You know, coming into it's a conversation starter right away. It's like people ask, "What are you drinking?" And eventually, you become known as that person who <laughs> always bringing something different. And and beer was my thing that I like to introduce people to. Like, try this, mm -hmm. you know, instead of your Corona or your Heineken. Right. Why don't you try this? And that kind of led to us when we was on the road touring, we found breweries as a good place to promote our show for the night. Mm. You know, once we get in town, we would say, okay, what's the, I was kind of in charge for the group to find a brewery <laughs> that we can go to right before sound check. I think, yeah, before sound check, it was my job to find us a brewery that we can go to. <laughs> and, you know, Brewery's a good place where they don't have liquor, so we won't get too, you know, too overboard with it. Right. Here, relax a little bit from traveling all day and tell a few people about the show for the night. So after doing that probably 20 times, we start realizing, look, man, this is something that we could probably get into. Like, instead of just looking at all this equipment, let's actually learn how to work it. You know, after we came to Atlanta doing our podcast, 40 acres in a brew, 
we went to Monday night, and um, they kind of, well, they, they 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 agreed to make our very first beer, and that's when we really started looking at the equipment inside of breweries way different. Like, this is something we could do ourselves, right? And not just depend on someone else to make for us. And skinny, how did you first uh, sort of get involved? Same sort of thing, through the band? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> He drug me into it more than anything. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure he really had to drag you into it. <laughs> I mean, I was drinking beer, you know, and I was I was doing just kind of like the regular beer kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But he lived in his apartment when we were both kind of living down here, and I'll always be at his house anyway. And so he lived in this apartment that was uh below it was like a little corner store that he went and got craft beer from. And so I'm sitting there watching him bring craft beer up, and it's in these growlers, and I'm like. Okay, that's not the regular beer. It's definitely not thicker. <laughs> right. And he's on to something, but it just took me a while just for me to really grasp the idea what he was, what where he was going with it. Right. He saw something I didn't, and then as just me, me being who I am, and that being my brother and partner, like I'm, I'm gonna look into it as well. And so what got me into it was the technical aspect of it, mm. um, actually brewing and the equipment and building something from scratch that. Um, we could do on our own, you know, and for me, like, you know, I, I'm coming from the music side and building studios and recording in those. So I took it like that. Like I'm building a home studio for us to make beer in, which is kind of like making music. Yeah. And we built this, you know, a small nano dope ass, you know, home, not even a home brewery. We took what we was doing in our garage, um, which was still not to be played with. We were still doing 10 gallons and making some good beer there for a few years. But we took it up a notch in what we're doing right now. And that's what interests me was how can we build something that no one else is really doing in our lane for real. Like we're doing music, hip hop, you know, you know right. we've been doing that for 20 years. That's fine and dandy. But for me also, it's like, how can I do something and still be passionate about it and grow old? Yeah. You know, we're getting older as hip hop musicians. We're not, you know, I got my, my oldest son's 22. Oh, wow. You know, so I have to figure out, you know, I can't keep rapping to him. He's not going to listen. So I got to figure out what <laughs> my age bracket and my target audience is so I can still be creative and not really work on nobody. Well, and the beauty so is the beauty is that beer is like, you know, I mean, as long as you're of age, I mean, you've got everybody from 20 to 100, you know, you can reach all age uh, brackets. That's the catch. Like, this is something that's better than making music. It takes just as much time. It takes just as much passion and craft. Like, it takes just as much energy to make music as it does to make beer. And there's a lot of artists out here that are, that are trying to get into it, but they're not really doing it. And we felt that would be an advantageous to us if we get in on it now and we learn the process and business as well as enjoy it, but still use it as still a brand building mechanism for our overall brand, which is right. Nappy Roots. Right. But also is also now at Lantucky and, you know, the other things that, you know, we're just going to have fun doing as we get older. And, you know, everyone has a passion and everyone has entrepreneurial spirits in hip hop. And so you just got to combine those two, and we just, you know, kind of figured it out, you know, five years ago. Yeah, it seems pretty perfect. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, when, you know, so you're, you're interested in craft beer, you're making, doing some home brews and things. What was the moment where you thought to yourselves, okay, let's let's take this thing and actually, like, open our own place, and, and let's do this thing? When did that happen? I was back when we put it in the garage. Yeah. Like, you know, um, when Scales, uh, not to put your business out there, when Scales moved to uh, Hapeville, um, he got into like a brand new house, very nice house, and the garage was empty. And I just said, yo, before you park a car in here, let's put <laughs> what we talked about as building a brewery in here. 
Mm-hmm. Like Apple started that way. Jeff right. Bezos started that way. Mm-hmm. Monday Night started that way. Like a lot of people start off in a garage. Yeah. And he, had a, and he had a detached garage, so it really wasn't actually, you know, you couldn't just walk out the kitchen and go into it, but you can walk out the kitchen into a nice backyard into his two-car garage that was just empty and clean. And so that, when he moved in there, is when I took it as, let's go ahead and get a business license. Let's get a, you know, employee ID. You know, let's get the EIN. Let's get... Let's get our stuff together because one day we need to be prepared to try to make some moves one day. You can't just, just like even music. You can't right. just stop and sound like a rapper and be <laughs> successful. You got, it takes years. Yeah. And anything you want to do takes years. So we have to get started right when we had the idea. And if not, we probably were just going to talk about it over smoking weed and never do it. <laughs> and and you I'm know, not, no. we're both not just talkers. Like we, we're doers. Like whatever we talk yeah. about most of the time, that's how Nap Roots has been successful as it is because we've been working together since you know, 96 together, you know, he was one of the founding members that took the idea that I had to start a rap group. So, you know, I definitely got to take the same energy of him wanting to start a brewery and believing in that, that he can and mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. And I'm going to get in with it, you know, and I'm going to support that and let's go, let's build something. I love Here this. I love this because it's so forward thinking. So many uh, of the breweries that I've talked to, the people who've been working in these breweries, uh, you know, they kind of fell into it or it just sort of happened. But you guys, like from the very start, knew, okay, this is a thing. We're going to take this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And we and we enjoyed the whole process, though. We weren't in a rush to, it's not a get rich quick thing. You know, it's just right. we, we found a passion for, we found love for, and um, opportunity came in Castleberry Hills, you know, with a, with a place to actually really put a commercial brewery. And um, I would say we weren't, wasn't all the way ready, but the fact that we had been preparing for years in the garage, you know, we, we was confident in ourselves to take on the challenge. Right. I imagine, too, I mean, one of the, I guess, one of the few good things to come out of the, the COVID pandemic is that it... At, because of COVID, you weren't really allowed to tour with the band, so you could really sort of fully focus on getting Atlantucky together. Absolutely. 100%. You had to figure it out. You had time to figure it out. We was home. We was together every day in the garage, just coming up with ideas. So, yeah, and Skinny says it all the time. If it wasn't COVID going on, um, this probably wouldn't have happened. We probably would have never picked up the phone when the phone called was made to us to be in this space. But um being there we were sitting around just, you know, working on our craft. We was we was prepared for the call. Yeah. Actually when we got the call for this play this this space through Monday night, shout out to Jonathan Baker. Um when we got the call from him to come um just really that are you open to having a phone call with somebody else about a a layup is what he called it. <laughs> and um, we were making a beer with Scofflaw for the Black is Beautiful. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, during that time, we was working with the leaders of the Brew School, uh, the collective we're part of. And we was making a beer with Scofflaw. And Scales answered the phone and said, we got to uh, we gotta go check, got to go see something real quick. <laughs> and we went and go talk. I thought we went to go talk to Jonathan first. Just to see if we were really interested in something that he got asked an opportunity to take to take on. And so Monday night was just building the garage and getting that popping. So they didn't really have the time to even look at anything. Mm. And they were trying to go into Alabama. So we just kind of took that opportunity that they didn't have the time for. And, um, you know, uh, Mr. Russell and the Russell family, um, you know, they own a lot of Castleberry Hills and property. 
um, wanted to put a black brewery in this location that we're in. It was an event space originally, and um, you know, we just came by and took a look-see, and we were just blown away by what we've been talking about was presented right in front of us better than we could have ever imagined it. Mm. And we were definitely not ready, but we were on our way to being there because we had ordered a bunch of equipment that was going to fit exactly where it was coming in this space before we even, we even knew we had this space. Wow. It feels like it was meant to happen, right? It was exactly meant to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're one block away from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like, it's, it's an opportunity that we had to oh, talk yeah. about. And, and our brand, you know, kind of fits this area, Castleberry. Oh, Hill, sure. Very historic area, artsy, um, hip-hop is strong here. You got two chains with a restaurant down the street. Candy Birds has a restaurant down the street. So it was re- real, a nice setup for Nappy Roots to come in and, and build another brand of Atlanta. Yeah. I remember reading about you guys, you know, planning this or, or, you know, the announce, you know, saying the name of the place and all this a couple years ago, but I could never get any information on when you were actually going to open. And I read that you finally got the beer license to produce and sell beer in Georgia back in December. What, what did that feel like? And, and how long was the process from beginning to end? Oh, my Lord. You know, we couldn't get information on it either. <laughs> yeah. You know, during COVID was probably the biggest hangup because we're in COVID. And so a lot of people are not really working the way they would be before it happened. You know right, what I'm saying? So, right. it, you know, you're just fighting uphill battle the whole time with just availability, turnaround time, um, even people catching COVID and getting better. And, you know, the, the first wave of that was really hard on everybody. And so we really couldn't get a lot done, but we just knew again from the opportunity that we had, this is probably the only time that we're going to be able to do it. And so we was hoping that during the downtime that we was we would have been able to get everything in place and be up and running. You know, like we was we was laying low, we weren't touring, we weren't going anywhere. So we had a you know we had some money stacked up from <laughs> not just being busy that we was able to just really get things done at the yeah. beginning on our own. And so just the timing of it, it was just it took about a year, mm. a little, uh, about a year. We got the keys in September of 2021. In 2020, and we got our license in 2021. Gotcha. December, so. You're listening to Skinny and Scales from Atlantucky Brewing on First Draft. The tap room is it's, it's pretty big. It's about 6,000 square feet between the brewery and the tap room, and it's also going to be available for private events and things like that. And you mentioned uh, that it's in Castleberry Hill, this very historic area. How important was it for you to be in that kind of area if you were going to open your own place? I think it was almost imperative. Yeah. You know, I, again, this place didn't have a for rent sign on the door. The uh, the landlord and, again, like the powers that be kind of found us. I would say the universe found us for this place, in a sense. And it's so important because the history that's already here, you know, like, again, it's, it's not like it's like a black owned community with regards to the real estate. It's not being misappropriated by, you know, a bunch of other people. It's sure. still culture of what Atlanta is and the historic value that's here between you know, the Russells and the Pascals and, and just how everything is rocking here. It's it just, to be who we are as Nappy Roots, like Scales mentioned earlier, is like, it's, it's, a, it's a, you couldn't pick for a better people, set of people trying to make beer to be in a place that is also about the culture of music and just, you know, giving back and, and, and just being, uh, I'll say, culturally relevant to what's going on in society and time, you know? Right. We're here for beer, art, and music. You know, we got, you know, concrete, leather, wood, and steel to support us. And we're here to make good beer and provide opportunity um, for other people to try to, you know, 
learn how to make beer as well as uh you know if you want to be an artist we can help you out with that too sometimes <laughs> maybe you know like we, we we've been through it for 20 years so if you work yeah. here and artists of course we got pointers you know or who to talk to and you know so we're just gonna have fun for the next three to five years at least at minimum before we really scale up and try to play like the big dogs and you know <laughs> Our brewery is so dope because it's small and we can do a bunch of small things like they do, but it's more like a, it's, it's the scale of reality, you know? We can't come out with a million-dollar brewery and have a bunch of equipment because people might not drink it, and then you're stuck right. with all this product. So we right. scale up as the, as the brand supports, you know, uh, the idea. There's been quite an explosion of, of black-owned breweries in Atlanta over the past few years with, you know, between you guys and Conzo and uh, Hip and Hops, Down Home, Our Culture. Yeah. How important is it for people of color to see themselves in craft brewing? I think it's very important. Very important because we, we're we part of it, you know. You know, craft beer, or not craft beer, but just beer in itself. We started early Mesopotamia, you know, early Africa. You have remnants of craft beer. And I, I keep saying crab beer, but just beer in itself right. and, and um, you know, in bowls and whatnot. So it started from us and um, with the ales and then, you know, then it, the lagers went up into the mountains and it came from another direction. And then we kind of lost our identity with that as, you know, the slave trade happened and we had to mix up our languages. So we kind of lost what we kind of helped start within just having a good time and hanging out. And I think beer in itself is just about having a good time and hanging out. Right. And, uh, it's a very yeah. social activity. Absolutely. And so I think it's very important for us to have a place um, in the in the culture of, of beer that we have a say, an identity, and show that other people like us can drink it and enjoy it and have a place to, to, to um, participate in it. Because we all know about it. It's good for the business. If everyone is drinking craft beer, it's good for the business. Right. Not just one genre or one, you know, a specific, you know, identity right right you guys you mentioned the collaborations that you've done with other local breweries like monday night and scofflaw i know you did one with arches brewing recently now that you have your own place is that going to continue we're still going to see more collaborations oh uh, yeah definitely i think that's a big part of the craft beer industry is is collaborating with others because and a lot of times craft beer is a regional game like um people tend to go to their local brewery so um, it will help us to collab with others to get into different markets. And we still travel as Nappy Roots, so it will be a great idea for us to just, you know, collab in different, almost every town that we do a show in. Yeah. Because um, if you don't know, distribution is also hard when you're dealing with any liquids, I would say. You know, yeah, yeah. beer from one side of the country to the other is hard. But being that we tour and we're in places like Monta- uh, Missoula, Montana, uh, Bozeman, Montana, Boise, <laughs> Idaho. All of these places have breweries that are more than willing to do a beer with us. Mm. You know, it helps both parties. So I think that's one of the advantages of Atlantucky. We're able to travel as Nappy Roots and make beer as Atlantucky in different parts of the country. And uh, so we can turn this, this Atlantucky into a national brand which is very hard for craft beer right. breweries to do on the you know smaller breweries. So we'll definitely be collaborating, and we make good beer every time <laughs> we collab. Right, so bringing two ideas together sometimes is better than one. <laughs> so tell us what's going to be on tap when you guys open in February. 
Mm-hmm. What would you like to see? <laughs> we, we're Everything. Everybody now. We're, we're, we're in a brewing process where we're doing 12-hour days. We're, we're making everything. Uh, right away, we'll definitely have, for the first day opening, we'll have a stout, um, a sweet stout that we're working on. And any IPA, which is a more hazy, juicy IPA, we'll have a pale ale that we're really proud of. That is our first beer we've made here at Lantucky. Um, called a mile high PA, and then we'll have a heifervisor, which um, a lot of people like, but they're not as easy to find as other beers. So yeah, that's my favorite. Well, we got you covered. I'm ready. (laughs) Well, that sounds great. How can people get involved with your grand opening? Anything special planned that we that people can look out for? Get involved with? Man, um, well, yeah. So we'll probably uh, Nappy Roots will be in the house, of course. So, um, you know, if you follow us on Atlantucky on IG, on Twitter, on Facebook, um, you you might see Nappy Roots performing with a few friends uh, that day on the 4th. Um, we'll have a couple food trucks. If I had my say on it, and we'll have all four beers on tap. But the 4th is where you don't want to miss out on. Because yeah. that's where the, the, real, the real fun, we're mixing Nappy Roots and Atlantucky uh, for the first time officially on the launch of really the whole thing. Uh, we haven't had any real long performances by one specific act. We've had a few things as we throw events, uh, you know, like open mics and, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But um, to really launch off at Nantucky, we think Nappy Roots will really be the one to christen oh, yeah. the space and, you know, test the walls. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, tell everybody where you're located and uh, mention the date of the big grand opening again. Absolutely. So we're located at 170 Northside Drive. We're on the corner of Northside and Nelson, about a block and a half away from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right across from Tasty Cakes, right across the street from Tasty Cakes. Come on, come all, come all. Uh, February 4th, uh, you know, we got the Super Bowl on the 6th, so, you know, I'm sure everyone's going to be excited to do something anyway. Right. But uh, we're having a good time at Atlantucky, pouring it up, fresh beer off the taps by yours truly, Skinny DeVille and Fish Scales. And uh, we're going to have a good time and keep it nappy, man. You know how we do. <laughs> Any chance you guys are going to have anything people can take with them that night? Uh, just good times and memories. <laughs> I got you. Well, Skinny and Scales, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you, and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Skinny and Scales of Nappy Roots and now Atlantucky Brewing on First Draft on CL Radio. Get in touch with us on Twitter at CL underscore Atlanta or email me at jill at creativeloafing.com. You've been listening to First Draft on CL Radio.